Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Hi, welcome back. It's Tracy Hagerman here from You Can Homeschool. And once again, I'm here with Pat Fenner. And today our homeschooling topic actually has to do with mom. So we wanted to talk about self-care for homeschooling moms. And we feel this is an important topic because homeschooling, although we're giving to our kids and we're educating our kids, we need to make sure that mom is taken care of. So Pat, I'm going to turn it over to you and maybe you can give us some words of wisdom on your experience with self-care during homeschooling. Mm. Hey, yes, Tracy. Well, I have, uh, I do have quite a bit to share. Mostly mine, my tales are the cautionary tales. <laughs> so we'll start this episode with what not to do to, to take care of yourself as a homeschool mom. I, uh, I have to admit that I suffered from the martyr syndrome, you know, like mom martyr syndrome, you know, I have to do everything for the kids and my uh, especially with it when we had the two younger ones, because I did learn better over time. That's a good quality I have is that I do learn from my mistakes. But initially, when we only had the, the our two oldest children, I was very much a child-centered mom. Which uh, let me just tell you right from the get-go, it's not healthy, it, and it's not good for your kids either. Even though I know we're talking about self-care for moms. In terms of your children, it's not a good way to parent either. So that's how I, you know, I started out, and I really didn't, I didn't get enough exercise. I mean, the kids did. We had a big yard, you know, we had park days, and uh, we take the kids and they'd go play, and and I would sit with the moms. Now, admittedly, in the beginning, that is what I needed that fellowship. You know, when you're first starting out, I probably at that time needed fellowship more than the exercise because it was a transition, and this was even considering this was a lifestyle change that we wanted to make, but it was still a transition. So in terms of that, you know, I definitely didn't get enough exercise. Our diet was good because that was always very important to me with our kids, what we ate and, you know, getting them started with a healthy approach to food. We have diabetes that is uh, in Paul's, my husband's side of the family that runs on that side. And my side of the family has heart issues and some cancer. And so I really wanted to make sure that we ate well. So that was, you know, that was a good start. But the other area of aspect of self-care, so, so far I'm talking about exercise, fellowship, eating, and the other issue I want to talk about is also spiritual. And some of you who may be listening to this may not be Christians or have a specific faith approach. You may be secular homeschoolers, and that's fine too, because we are spiritual beings at our core. And I would just encourage you to stay grounded in whether you have a Bible study with either personally, well, definitely personally, time with the Lord or just time to, you know, think and pray and get grounded. And then definitely time with other believers or people who feel similarly to you to just keep that relationship and that aspect of you alive. Because really our spiritual self and our faith is 
everything flows from that. You know, everything goes from that. If you're not healthy on the inside in your heart, uh, it doesn't matter if you eat well, get exercise and have time with friends. It's kind of all for naught. Now, as you get older, or, or move on and you kind of get a handle on those things. There's also things that, that kind of seem superfluous that aren't. A couple of years ago, I discovered the concept of a capsule wardrobe and I had gotten into the rut of sweatpants and a t-shirt. And while I know you don't want to be shallow and just appearance is not how you should judge yourself or whatever, you have to admit you feel a little better when you put a little bit nicer clothes on. But I just was too overwhelmed with just getting the kids settled and getting all you know getting the lessons done and whatever we had to do I never really thought at all about anything that I'd wear I just I, there were years I went without going clothes shopping not really clothes horse anyway so that wasn't a bad you know big thing for me but that's something to think about you know what you wear like what do you think of when you look at yourself in the mirror and I know this is going to sound kind of cheesy or hokey or maybe just outright weird, but have conversations with yourself in the morning, you know, check in with yourself. When I get dressed in the morning, you know, tell yourself you're doing a great job. Keep, keep going. Maybe, maybe you should get your hair cut, but, but not to put yourself down to encourage yourself to take care of yourself, take care of your appearance, take care of what you're eating, get enough rest, things like that. So you got to be your own cheerleader sometimes. But it's really, really, really important to do that. And I know that it may feel weird. It, feel, it felt very weird for me when I started doing that because I'm very good at, well, I had a counselor one time who told me, you, know, you love people very well, except you don't love yourself very well. And that's kind of backwards because really, how can we serve other people if we have nothing inside it? it taking care of others should spring from how we take care of ourselves. And you can only go so far or, or so long with caring for others without caring for yourself. That's just a recipe for inevitable failure. And it's really nothing to be proud of, even though I was. I'd say, oh, yeah, we got all these, you know, got new school clothes for the kids. And my husband would say, oh, and what did you get? And I would just look at him like, well, they're school clothes, you know. And he's like, well, you're starting the school year, too. You should have bought yourself something, which is, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, but yeah, I should have. And but I was still in that mommy martyr kind of thing. So don't get stuck in that mommy martyr role, that mommy martyr mindset. And uh, go ahead and take care of yourself, and don't feel guilty or bad about it because you serve best when you have a full pitcher. You know, you can pour out to others when your pitcher is full. You know what you're what you're making me think of, Pat, is when we're if we don't take care of ourselves. And whether that's exercise or health or just feeling good that you've got yourself together, mm -hmm. then our kids are watching us. And what are we telling them about when they become parents, right? We want them to be rested. We want them to feel good about themselves and that. So it's that example we're setting right then and there that, you know, that, that helped me a lot focus on, oh yeah, okay, I need to take care of mom too, because they're watching me and I want them as parents to take care of themselves. You know? Right. And, and you know, that's so important. I mean, I can see how some people would say, well, I don't want them to think I'm being selfish, but good Lord, if you're a mother, how can you be selfish? I mean, just by, by, by virtue of having your kids. And if you're homeschooling, that's another way that you're it may be gladly and with a glad heart, but you are sacrificing to a certain extent, you know, and so taking care of yourself 
yeah, Tracy, that's really good. It's not, you know, it's not being selfish and you're modeling, you're modeling good health, whether it's good emotional health or physical health or spiritual health, you're, you're modeling that for them. And you know, that saying, uh, kids catch, more is caught than taught. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, that's totally an example of that there. That's good. How did you do in self-care over the years? Well, it's kind of funny because a lot of times I think when we think of self-care or, and maybe the image in my head, I think of, you know, the bubble bath, you know, and the <laughs> right. candlelight and the go get your nails done or you, um, you know, go to the spa. And I'm totally not that person. I, I do like a hot bath once in a while, but I'm not that pampery type person. Right. Yeah. And so when people say, oh, just go relax, you know, go get your nails done. I'm like, I don't want to get my nails done. I don't care if my nails are done. So one of the things I wanted to say to um, our audience is what your self-care is might be different than someone else. Mm -hmm. And what you derive happiness or what re-energizes you is often different than the, per the next person. Mm -hmm. So if you enjoy getting your nails done, absolutely go do that once in a while. Right. But I, so I wanted to be intentional. One of the things that really gave me a break and it sounds silly, but I, I thought about, you know, what are some of the things as a kid I did that I really enjoyed and I really loved puzzles. Oh. So I would go get myself a puzzle or, or trade one um, with a friend and I'd get myself a thousand piece puzzle and I'd set it up on a table somewhere and that way, when I had that 20 minutes, you know, I could sit down, have a cup of tea, I could enjoy a puzzle and it sounds silly, but it's something I really enjoyed no. as a kid. So I, I love reading. So when we would go to the library, I'd come back with my stack of books and then I would make sure at the end of the night, after the kids were tucked in, that instead of doing all this other stuff, I would give myself like even 15 minutes to read at night. So I would get in bed earlier than usual so I could just enjoy that reading time. Um, and then exercise, you talked about exercise. And I think that is just so important because mm -hmm. it does give us that extra boost of energy that we need with kids. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and I mean, we're on with them physically and we're on with them mentally. Like we're present, especially when we're homeschooling. So I used to, when they were young, get up before them, uh, have a bit of like prayer time. And then I would, I would go for a 45 minute sort of walk, run kind of thing. But when my third child came along and she never stopped moving this child, I needed the sleep, but mm. I was like, oh, I, I got to give up this exercise time. And no, I didn't have to give it up. What I did is I made a decision that whatever, we were outside a couple hours a day. So whatever activity we were doing, I made a decision that I wasn't going to sit on the side. So if we let's say we were tobogganing, a lot of the moms would wait at the bottom of the hill and, and they were fellowshipping. But I started going up and down the hill. And then one of my good friends, she felt the same way. She wanted the exercise. So we were probably the two that were always in the activity with the kids. So mm -hmm. by the end of the afternoon, I had had my exercise with the kids. And, I, and sometimes I didn't feel like it. You know, I just yeah. wanted to just, but I just was like, no, if I'm, you know, I'm telling them it's important to me. Mm get exercise. So I just did it with them. So one year we, I found them, you know, secondhand rollerblades, found myself a, a pair as well. And I mean, 
when they're first learning to rollerblade, they've got the helmet, they got, I've got the wrist guards on them, I've got the elbow knee. pads, and I got the knee pads. And, you know, over time, they could probably go with their helmet and maybe their wrist guards if I could convince them. And I'm still fully <laughs> padded because I never really became a great roller, rollerblader on the, on the uh, you know, the pavement with rocks everywhere, but I still did it. So, um, you know, and you were talking about, you know, sometimes we just, we kind of feel like guilty. I hear that. I would hear that from some of my friends. Like um, I would say, you need to set time to get out once in a week, once a week, just on your own. And they would say, well, but there's, you know, there's housework and there's this and that. And I feel guilty leaving. And then I said to them, don't you think maybe your kids might need a break from you too? <laughs> because I know mine did. Mm. I remember once my youngest, she had said to me, uh, she was telling me something and she said, me and my friend, which, you know, the little hairs on the back of my neck would go up because it's my friend and I, and I would, you know, correct her. And she'd go, put her hands on her hip and go, mom, can't you just be a mom right now and not my teacher? And it's sort of like you're, you're in that mode, right? So they need the break from us as much as we need a break. And so I would, I would take, I, I did make, put in my calendar at felt at first it felt like, Oh, I'm going to get a night every week. Like that's just amazing. But I stuck with that mm -hmm. and you know, it really helped. And my kids kind of looked forward to that night. Mom wasn't there directing them because dad was the more fun one, you know, like yes. they could, build a tent, they could watch a movie together, which isn't something that we, we didn't spend a lot of time watching TV or that. So it was kind of their down night. And they would talk about, oh, dad, we're going to do popcorn tonight or whatever. They would have their own little thing that they would schedule. So they enjoyed it and I enjoyed it and I got the break that I needed. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, I think, but I, I think, think that's I just to, two things while I was listening to you. I think it's really important to go ahead and schedule it. I mean, I know sometimes, I don't know, sometimes we have that feeling like, well, you know, I don't want to schedule it because something might come up. But, but to me, that's why you schedule it. So that nothing, because you're right, something will come up and then what will happen? You'll put your thing, you know, you put that aside and say, oh yeah, we'll do this because this came up. But no, 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 no. So scheduling it is really, that's a great idea, a great tip. And the other thing that you said way back a little bit earlier, but kind of stuck with me was if you're new to this, to start thinking about what did you do as a kid that, that just brought you pleasure and joy because kids laugh a lot. Kid, yes. and, and there was a study that I read somewhere, you know, laughter is very healthy. I don't think I need to, to lecture the happy homeschooler, but <laughs> laughter is very healthy and kids do it a lot. And, and as we get older, we do it less and less. So if you can plug into something that, you know, gave you joy and made you laugh, just gave you pleasure when you were a kid and pull that into, you know, your life now, that's, that's a great healthy addition for your self care. But yeah, put the scheduling thing I think is really good and it's really important, especially these days. Gosh, our lives are so scheduled and programmed and everything. Even, it seems to me even being stuck at home during this COVID season, I don't know, it, it almost seems more so because we have Zoom calls or Zoom classes if you have the kids, you know, doing that. And you have to be here for, you know, and online for this amount of time at this time. There just seems to be a lot of 
scheduling going on. And it's really easy to just push your stuff to the back burner if it's not scheduled in. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. And uh, when you're talking about the scheduled in, one of the things I would, I would schedule it in. And then, like you said, oh, we need a grocery. So I'd end up at the grocery store, which isn't a bad thing, but it wasn't really a break. So what I finally did is I called up a couple of my friends, just a handful of friends, some ladies that I knew that homeschooled as well, and that I really enjoyed their company. And so I just said, you know, I'm starting this thing. It's just to help moms get out once a week. You can come whatever weeks you want to or not come, but I'm going to schedule it. We're going to the local coffee shop from this time to this time. And I'm just letting you know that I go home after my kids have been put in bed. (laughs) So it's also that break, right? Right. And and we'd go have a cup of coffee and have a a dessert of some kind because we wanted to order enough so that we could stay there for a bit, right? Yeah. And what happened was because I was the organizer, I had to be there every week. Mm. And it just became this habit. And my husband really was like, yes, go. He, and I have to say that, like, he just really understood. He got it, that I needed the break. And that went on for years. And it was pretty much weekly, unless there was bad weather or something. And I have to say, it was just that one night out that it just mentally makes a difference because I loved being with my kids and I loved homeschooling, Mm -hmm. but you get into the constant, like it doesn't stop, right? You need, you need those breaks and regularly scheduled breaks. And the point you were saying about, you know, thinking about when you were young, I was thinking like the other thing I I love these um, puzzle books (laughs) Me too, with the word finds, word search. Or stuff like that. Stuff yeah, like there's that. one called Ken Ken that's all math related. And I love those. So I would buy myself those and they would just be there. And I would try and find also in the afternoon, maybe when the kids were working on something independently, that I could just have my cup of tea. And that was the other thing. I would buy different types of herbal tea. So every day it was like, oh, which one am I going to try today? And it was a little thing, but it was, it just made it enjoyable. And I'd go in the cupboard and like, oh, I'm going to try that. And then I'd take out my little book and, you know, it didn't happen every day, but right. it was there on the shelf and it, it's like a 10 minute thing I could do. And it sounds silly, but it brought joy mm-hmm. into my life with these little tiny breaks during the day. And I know when the kids are really young, it's it's tough sometimes. It's and sometimes really t- you have to uh, you have to look for ways like that, Tracy. That just that little ten minute break. I mean, yeah, I I hear that a lot too from people saying, "Oh, well, you know, go do your nails or go to the spa or whatever." And besides that, not necessarily being my thing, that also took a lot of planning. Which is so by the time you're ready to go, you know, you have to get a babysitter or t- t- remind your husband he's going to be home. You know, or fix supper or tell them what's in the fridge you know like there's just so many so much yes. preparation that by the time you go you're like ah. <laughs> you're exhausted starting out and so it sometimes you do need to find those flavored teas or whatever your little game books I have one of those that I like word search books and so I always used to have one on the kitchen table and I would just sit down every once in a while and just just sit there and do a puzzle and and flip through yeah. yeah. And you know, the, the other thing that, um, that helped me a lot is I would get to like four o'clock in the afternoon and the kids by that time were usually finished 
their school stuff and they'd been outside and they had some downtime, but then it was, oh, okay, a breath. But then it was like, oh, it's supper prep now. I got to get supper ready, right? And I, I actually don't mind cooking at all. I'm not the biggest fan of baking, but I don't mind cooking at all. I love the creativity of that. I, I never really follow a recipe, so we're never sure what, how it's going to turn out. But I like to, you know, throw stuff in. But what I realized one day is that it became a chore. And I realized that it was because of the time of day I was doing it. I needed, I needed a little reprieve at that time of day. So it's pretty much gone straight all day with the kids. So what I did is I thought, oh, after my Bible time in the morning, I'm going to prep dinner. So whether it was cutting up the potatoes or the carrots or thinking, okay, there's the meat that all I got to do is, you know, it's thawed, but I'll just have to cook that. But the potatoes are all cut up in the pot, ready to go. And the carrots are all cut up, ready to go. And the salad would be, I would do the prep in the morning before the day started that did wonders for me because I knew that when that four o'clock came and that Mm. hour or so before supper, you know, if everybody was out on the deck reading a book, I could be there with them. I wasn't, you know, and as your kids get older, obviously you get them to help with, with dinner prep or whatever. They usually, you know, would unload the dishwasher and set the table. But just that little thing that I had to do every day, changing when I did it, changed my day. Mm -hmm. It just made it simpler. So instead of, you know, being at the park, thinking, what am I going to do for supper? Or I got to go home and do this now. It was just, oh, just turn on those two knobs and we're good to go. Saved me. (laughs) And that requires a little bit of uh, two things, actually, self-knowledge and prep, which the self, which both of them come over time. And I think we've talked about, or we will be talking about it, a planning uh, episode, episode on planning that, uh, Sometimes over time, your plans will change and your schedules will change. And that doesn't mean that you were, you can't get this kind of thing. It just means your life is changing and your situations are changing and you have to roll with it. But, you know, you knew, Tracy, and, and I experienced that too, like that mid-afternoon slump. I think that's very common. You know, you're just, you're exhausted. You're, the day is kind of, kind of wound down, you know, your, your homeschool day. You might have some low blood sugar and need a snack too. Just everything kind of converges on that that afternoon time. But you knew that about yourself. So you prepped for it. You know, you did the morning, did in the morning. You know, some people aren't morning people and that's fine too. Some people maybe the night before you'll do some prep work. You know, it depends what you do. But the second thing about planning is what I have found so helpful is on Sunday nights, I will take... Sometimes it takes up to an hour and I will go through my calendar on my phone and my paper calendar and I'll just, I'll just put it all in one place, just kind of converge them. What's going on this week? So what do my days look like? So I'll know on Sunday night, Wednesday, we have a lot of doctor's appointments. So I'm going to have to make sure dinner's prepped in the morning for that one. Thursday, we're home all day. So that'll be our catch up day in case we don't get anything done. You know, so you just kind of have a big picture idea. Maybe Thursday night is my, you know, ladies night out like you were talking about. Or, but you ha- kind of have a big picture idea of what's going on. So every morning, you just have to glance at it and you're ready to go. You know what's going on and what you need to do. And that really goes far in terms of self-care because you're preparing for things. And so you're not, you're less likely to be caught off guard. 
mm-hmm. and, and have to scramble. I mean, of course, life always throws stuff at us or often throws stuff at us, but you know, still you've got an idea of what's going on and that so mentally you're prepared for things and you just feel a little more confident. You're going into the day a little more confident and able to handle whatever happens. Yeah. And then, you know, and then when you're talking to other homeschooling moms, the thing I want to say is don't, don't say, oh, her life seems so good, or they have, they do so many things or that. I think we sometimes do that. And we put ourselves in a position where we think we should be doing something, but it doesn't fit with our self or our family. And so don't compare yourself. If you like to be more active, be more active. If you like more downtime and you really enjoy reading or whatever, then that's your thing. Don't, don't compare yourself because these moms are doing this or that. You have to look inside and what makes you happy and what takes away the stress and the overwhelm, what works for you. And, and again, I just want to go back to think about when you're younger, what are the, you know, the great things you did that made you feel happy and don't yeah. do that comparison thing. It's not, worth uh, it. <laughs> no, it's, it's important to remember that you should not compare your life to other people's because what you're doing is comparing. Usually we're comparing our down days to their highlight reels, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to them either because people don't really like to be put on a pedestal because deep down, we all know we have those bad days. We have our limitations. We have our foibles and flaws. And that puts a lot of pressure on people to think for, when you think someone else has got the perfect life, you're putting a lot of pressure on them too. That that's not necessary. And you're also not living out of gratitude for what you do have. Absolutely. So I don't know, those were sort of my thoughts on the self-care and I guess sort of in closure, I think self-care is whatever you need mm-hmm. and take time to think about it. And, and it's going to look different for everyone. Yeah, it's going to look totally different for, for everyone. So if you enjoyed the spa, I say go for it. <laughs> and those... Mm-hmm shiny nails. And if you enjoy, like you want to go play soccer with your friends, put time in your calendar to do that. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself and that will help you take care of your family. That's right. That's right. Great. All right. Well, as always, it's been wonderful talking to you. I'll put some links in the show notes if you you need some ideas to get started on this self-care concept. And Tracy and I, as always, have enjoyed this conversation and sharing our experiences with you. If you have any questions or a topic that you'd like to hear us speak to, we have a link in the show notes for that too. So definitely reach out to us because we love to hear from you. Sounds great. Have a wonderful week and take care of yourself, ladies. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another Candid Conversation. For more information on life-changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy. Tracy.